all the worst things go on in my mind. All of us, not a word was said. We take off full sprint back to Ray's car. <laughs> a dead What's up, everybody? This is the Bros Gone Wild Podcast. Hello, people. Welcome back to episode 36 of the Bros Gone Wild Podcast. In this episode, we talk about Elon Musk, we get into the Vegas shootings, we even talk about giving birth, even meteors hitting Earth, ghosts, Warren Buffett, monks running long distances, and many more things on top of that. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Ain't even gotta ask. What? What those? What is that? Please don't touch my rap. Please don't touch my rap. I'm racked up like rappers. I'm wrapped up on camera. Get knocked out. Live. <laughs> Boys, how the heck we doing? Oh, doing all right. Good call. Yeah. The windows open. A little noisy. We got, we got a, a lot of action. We got a this big backup with traffic outside our window. You know, I've learned something about living at a stop sign right on the corner here. Everyone, you guys are all assholes when you drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh my it, gosh. So many heck? people just burn out when they yeah. come at a stop sign. It's loud. Take it easy. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it'll be all right. It's kind of like, dude, relax. <laughs> You're at a stop sign. You're in a residential area. <laughs> on a college campus. It's I'm not kidding. I don't really sleep with my window open cuz I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to a guy that's going 90. Couldn't outside agree more. Window. It's loud. It's just it's not I weigh it's the tough. pros and cons. Yeah, I'll sweat a little bit, but I'm not going to wake up at 3. I mean, people walking too. It's not just cars, it's foot mm-hmm. traffic as well. People do yell. I've had that too. Oh, yeah. Especially pines, people come back Idiots. from pines. Mm-hmm. Can't do much about it. No. But welcome, people. Episode 36, Bros Gone Wild Podcast. Do we want to quickly touch our poll? Yeah, let's touch on it. Before we get distracted on other things? Absolutely. Would you rather live the rest of your life without internet or without air conditioning and heating? 63% of people said they'd rather live without the internet. 37% said they would want to live without air conditioning and heat. I can't give up air conditioning and heat. I wouldn't be able to, like... I don't know, dude. I just, I wouldn't be able to. So I can't. You're I, can't the internet. I can't sleep when it's hot. Internet's going. Yeah, internet's going. Josh, is the internet I mean, can going? You, can like, you imagine in the winter when it's zero yeah. degrees outside, about, not having heating? Well, you can start fires in your home. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd be rule. But what about the summertime? That's a little bit different. I mean, we did that in the dorms. We didn't have cooling. We didn't have AC in the dorms. Yeah, but it was different. In a way, it kind of depends on where you're going to live when you're older, too. I don't want to live in the tundra without heat and air conditioning. Maybe I have a nice, cold little basement, too, and that's always, for some reason, really (laughs) cold and extra fans. And I'm not that worried about air conditioning and heating, personally. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of substitutes. Like, but in the in the summer, if you're living, let's say you get a job in Florida, what are you gonna do? Air conditioning? Or no, that's where, gonna... that's where I, I have to live by water. That'd be my cooling device. <laughs> and if I have a shower, every time I sweat, I can just hop and take a cold right, shower. Right. And I'm not even. It's gonna be uncomfortable when you sleep though. If it's so, oh, if it's hot. And, and I realize humid. that, and that's why I have a basement, really good fan system going, like really good airflow throughout my house. 
But I'm telling you, I'm going to have internet in that house. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be uploading, downloading, everything Streaming. you can imagine. <laughs> because wow. if you say no internet, dude, you're implying that you're not going to have internet on your phone. You're not going to have oh, yeah. internet. You're disconnected from the web. Nowadays, it's a, little bit, okay. it's a little bit different because we sort of rely on the internet more so. If they go, hey, dude, that, that puts you at such a handicap in the workplace. What are you supposed to do? I get that. <laughs> what do you? What's gonna be no, your job? No, that's a valid argument. No, it is. It is. I mean, but also do you survival. Take care of that assignment tonight. Nope. Survival. <laughs> what if dude, you can't always? You're, what if you're old? Think about when you get older and you're living. You can't make it downstairs in your nice. I'm basement. telling you, if I've lived for the past thirty years without AC and I am old, my body's adapted. Oh my, okay. Much. I'll be right. I'll be aware sure and ready on how to handle it that's correctly. So, I'll have figured it out so easily by then. No. And and you said living in Florida. I mean that's a extreme example. But maybe I'll I'll move somewhere in Canada where it's always kind of chilly. And I'll that's just, different. I'll just have to worry about my heating. What that's if you the have only a, that's the only concern? What if you have a great career opportunity in Florida? Then you, I'll you just, just use the internet and oh I'll act as if gosh. I'm there because I could connect all throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> this was out of hand from well, the beginning. This is an easy yeah. decision. Uh, I don't know. I don't think heat's that important with our with <laughs> heat? our yeah with our systematic. Oh. I mean, even the machines we could place machines in our homes and grain fuck. Our homes can hold in heat really well if you if you insulate it right. If you get some current technology and things. It's not too much of a problem. Dave, what do you think? What would you pick? You never even said I, I think I'd live without the internet. I'm just taking into consideration when I get old and I want to have, you I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable. Yeah, you wanna... need like a temperature control yeah. when you're older. I know, I realize. You can't be 70 or 80 years old and have it just be 90 degrees in your home. You'd be at an immense disadvantage without the internet, yes. But. I'd rather. I think I'd rather be comfortable and live without the internet. And you're also putting. You're putting. You're saying that you're probably going to end up doing manual labor and things the rest of okay. your life. Well, why? Why? It's why? not necessarily true. Yeah. Well, why it's is not necessarily that? true, and I get that. But I don't it, think that's. I don't. I don't it think puts you at a massive handicap not to be able it to does. access the internet. But like you said, I think by, you know, by then I think I'd figure it out. I think I'd. I'd probably read a lot. I, I don't know, but... No, that's true. Yeah. I, I just know. don't know why you think old people can't live in without things. Think about a guy that's 80 living in the mountains that's snowy and things. He's getting firewood every day. That's his exercise. But that's even... That's a, that's a poor example. If you're 80 that? and you're living in the mountains, snowing? Yeah. The, mo- the, the bigger danger is heat. That is... Yeah. That is... I, if I'm 80, I'm definitely not living <laughs> up in the mountains where it's snowy, no. But I never got to worry about AC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. It's the pros and cons, D. Let's move on. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I uh, took this dub. You got it. You can have the dub, Should sure. Take it. <laughs> if it makes you happy. Of course. Yeah, no, I just was going to ask Jonah, or not ask Jonah, me and Jonah were talking earlier, I kind of woke up to the news about Vegas, and I'm sure everybody kind of knows by now, but I know Jonah kind of wanted to go over things, so 
Oh, I just can we just get a little rundown? And is, has there has anything sort of happened throughout the day that they're just getting closer the to the numbers keep going up? Really? So now it's there's at least 58 dead and 500 injured. Holy cow! And so this guy was shooting at a big country concert from the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay. And how and far just is into a crowd across, like from across the street? So how far do you, do you know how far like roughly the shooter was from the crowd of people? How far? How the far it was, was it? It, if you've never been to Vegas, it was on the opposite. They were like across the street from each other, but it's like a it's a wide street. It's okay. Like a, I don't know. But it wasn't. It's not that far then. It's pretty close. The hotel was. Yeah. To the, the crowd. Like five lanes on each. He's side not of picking the people off from yeah. like forever away, right? He was. He was just firing close. blindly into a crowd. Yeah. Just so scary. They didn't know where it's coming from. It was coming from above. Like this yeah. guy has the height advantage for sure. And you said he had ten automatic rifles. He, had, uh, I don't know if they were all automatic. He had okay. ten rifles though in the hotel room with him. So, uh, I saw, saw something I thought was interesting. His dad, the shooter's dad, was on the FBI's ten most wanted list for like ten years in the late sixties and seventies. What for? Uh, he bank robbery and then he escaped from prison. Holy smokes! Whoa! Hmm. Wow, that is interesting. But like he other like he didn't have any like red flags or anything. Yeah, you you mentioned earlier his record was basically clean, right? Aside from death toll just went up. Fifty nine dead. Oh, holy cow! Five hundred and twenty seven injured. Police found explosives and thousands of rounds of ammo. He he wanted to inflict maximum damage. Like holy cow, lot. that's insane. It's explosives, so, that's so they so found. Scary. So is that the first word of explosives? That that's the first time I'm sort of hearing yeah, about I that. Yeah, it's the first I've heard of it. I don't know. I haven't been following it too closely. It's just sad. Yeah, it stinks so, to wake up and so see so scary. And I tell you, it makes me not want to go to big festivals like that. It's a breeding ground for that. It's just so many people yeah. in one area. That a little bit. I get nervous when I uh, gather in a big I do too. Groups. I know. Fo- like football. I remember Joan and I went to the big house for a football game. Even there is a little. I was a little. I was. I mean, he's not, not even like that tight. Like it wouldn't really. be that hard to exactly. get something in there. No, I know it trips me out. It's sad that 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 should. That's my worry. Right. It's just very sad. And some of the the videos and eyewitness accounts are just yeah horrible. It's chilling. And what was who was the singer that was the girl singer that happened? There was like a there was a bomb oh Ariana Grande Ariana Grande yeah, that happened at gosh. another concert that was in the summer over in Manchester. I was in Africa yeah. when that happened. I remember watching it on the news over there. Yeah, it's just these concerts are targets. It's scary. It's really scary. Just large groups of people in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens? Recently, someone drove a car into a crowd, right? That's like a new thing. Yeah, that's... It's, a, it's, it's happened, happened a, a few times. times. It's happened a few These times. These things are missiles. What the heck? Yeah, yeah it's just... Uh, it's a scary world. Sad. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that gets resolved and thoughts go out to everybody. That's just terrible. Terrible news to wake up to. I don't know what your guys' initial reaction was, but I thought it was... I thought I read it wrong or something. I didn't think it was real at first. Yeah. Crazy. That's part of it, yeah. Um, on a more light note and a more human building note, uh, I was reading this unbelievably crazy, weird, random thing that we got to, oh, man, we our dishwasher's going, and that thing's loud. It'll be all right. Seneca. Okay. 
<laughs> so we have uh, so there's the it's called the seven year monk endurance test. So the way this works is it's a thousand day pilgrimage performed by Tendai Buddhists, and if you don't complete this, it's this 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 pilgrimage has only been completed by less than fifty monks in a century. But if you are, if you do not complete it successfully, you have to take your own life. That's the way this thing works. So it's a thousand days. So for the first year, this, it's considered it's broken down into seven years, so seventh year, but it's more based on days or whatever. Well, a thousand years is seven days. A thousand years. No, is no, I said no, a, thousand, a thousand days is seven years. That's a thousand day pilgrimage over seven years. I'm saying. So, oh, you're, okay. saying so you're breaking it up. You're not traveling. It's not a thousand day. straight days. No, 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 no. Okay, no. Yeah, but that, it's a thousand days of this pilgrimage thing that over I'm, a span of seven years. Over seven years. Gotcha. So for this first year, it's a hundred consecutive days of twenty-five mile runs, beginning at one thirty a.m. each day after an hour of prayer. So that's your first year, and then the second and third year is a hundred and is just a hundred consecutive days of twenty-five mile runs, no time limits. Fourth and fifth year, a hundred consecutive days. 25 mile runs performed twice for a total of 200 days. So it's the same thing 200. for 200 days now. Holy cow. The sixth year is 100 consecutive days of 37.5 mile runs. And then finally, the seventh year is 100 consecutive days of 52 mile runs. And then right after, or not right after, I guess just in a year, 100 consecutive days of 25 mile runs. That is insane. And if you complete it, it's supposed to be, um, they do it on foot. I don't. Uh, I don't no think shoes. they have shoes. That's the way it made it sound. And and if you complete it, it's supposed to be taking in the environment, the smells, the views, the trees, all of that. And it's it's almost uh, it's like the entrance into the spirit world and things like that. So and, if you wow. don't complete it, if you if you're up for the challenge, you don't complete it. You got to kill yourself. Exactly. Wow. If you don't succeed. Do people take this seriously? This is something people take oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, it's these these Buddhist monks. How it's many like are religious? And this happens every year? Oh, it's just I guess whoever decides. I mean, oh. it's a 7-year process, so it can't happen that often. Oh, and it so takes a long not, time. Not that many people do this. There's thing. only 50 monks in the last century that have completed it. But how many have tried though? That's, That's kind of what I'm asking. Oh, know. you don't have a number for nope, that? Oh. No idea. I just wonder how many people actually attempt it and end up not making it. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's supposed to awake their spirits into the peace of nature and to sunrise. You guys down? Night to sunrise. That's that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. A really cool thing. That is cool. It's random as hell. Can you imagine seeing either. a group of monks just running, just fifty-two miler, grinding? So you'd have to do fifty-two miles straight, or could you break it up throughout your day? Straight. I think it's just straight. Oh wow. Once you finish 52 miles, go back to bed. It's just you hours. do that for, for 100 consecutive days, 52 miles, every single day. Hours like, running straight. Like, what? That's I mean, that's those ultra marathons. Have you guys seen those ultra marathons? Where they're literally 200 mile races. Oh my gosh. And they, and they say 100 miles is actually better for your legs than 200 mile races. Oh yeah, your is, legs are probably cash. Which is really weird. And Cameron Haynes is one of, is a, he's a Under Armour hunter sponsor he's sponsored by under armor and hunting so he went on this trip recently with joe rogan and they were hunting for elk and there's actually a really cool picture on cameron haynes instagram where he sneaks up on a bedded bowl and so the way it worked what the wind was blowing so it got rid of his footsteps and then there's a tree in this bowl's peripheral vision 
So he got within 10 feet of this bull that was probably like about three, 400 pounds. Oh at, actually, probably God. more than that. And he's in full draw as this bull is seeing him. But I guess he didn't even shoot, which I'm a little pissed about. But he Just said, did it for the picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for they're wow. making like uh, some sort of video kind of thing for their trip. And it, it was Joe Rogan, Cameron Haynes, and I think maybe one other big hunter. It's intense. Um, but Cameron Haynes going That's off. crazy. He does these. He's having, uh, I believe, mid-October, he's doing a 125-mile run. And, wow. and he said in his regular regimen, he'll run 26 miles a day. He'll run a marathon a day, pretty much, and to get ready. And gosh, just who has time for something like that? <laughs> my gosh, it's beyond. Uh, that's out of my realm. That's and my and realm. he explains how there's because there's only so many people in the world that do 100 mile runs. I mean, it's yeah. not an often or no. a common thing. And he just explains how these people are just crazy. All these people that are in these are crazy people. And it's just, it's a wild little... You have to be it's crazy. It's a niche group and a wild group of people. But, yeah, I could never run that much. And this this guy's a hunter? That's what he does? Uh-huh. But what's really cool is, so he's got some of the strongest legs you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And Joe was explaining how he used, Joe Rogan was explaining how when he hunted with him, if he sees something, if Cameron Haynes sees something, he'll just take off for about three miles, almost a full sprint up a hill, like up this mountain type thing to get in the right position. Oh my God. And and Joe was just explaining how he was so dead <laughs> when he does this type of stuff. And now now he's running every day, trying to get more trained so that he can hunt and do all these things. And it's barbaric. It's so cool. That's and awesome. and he, there's a picture of them standing with their elk. These elk are- Oh, they're massive. They're, the, they're so big. They're probably two of this kitchen table wide and it's, Oh, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's meat for the rest of a year, uh, at least. Elk That's meat? cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've they're hunting it. and they're eating? It's oh, not yeah, just for yeah, yeah. trophy hunting or oh, no, 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 that? No. Wow. Trophy hunting's a big problem. I wrote, actually, an essay. Game hunting? It. Yeah, big game. Apparently, there's a law that was passed recently to... It, it stinks because the public and the public's eye, ever since Cecil the Lion, yeah. they kind of anthropomorphify the fies, which is just creating it's so for example you grow up with a stuffed animal lion you grow up with a stuffed animal bear yeah. and it's always oh look at that cute bear and they're killing it but really these things are killing machines and all that and when they're out and so a big thing in the Cecil the lion in Africa those big game hunters that were going there to trophy hunt they were paying $50,000 to oh, go yeah. hunt and some of those proceeds though would go to these villages to one help them two stop these lion attacks because at the middle of the night lions will come to these villages and kill 10 people that's just sometimes the way things work out and it's really sad because a lot of people have died ever since america found out about the cease of the lion thing and said poor poor lion and and now no one goes to africa no one's allowed to go to africa to do that hunting and it's a really sad thing for them but people had the misconception that they were this cute animal but um, no, but as I was getting, there's a law that was recently passed that I guess when you hunt bear, you can't keep their skull and you can't keep their fur in some scenarios. Really? It's just a weird little tidbit. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think the purpose behind that would be? An attempt to stop game hunting. So you, so you just stop shooting it just for the... Just for, for the, yeah. just to have a fur a on coat. my wall. A coat whatever. or a rug or whatever. A coat. Do with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Makes Macklemore sense. coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
that. Yeah. Asteroid alert. Right, Jay? Uh-oh. Yeah, what do we got? Go ahead. I don't even have it pulled up in front of me anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce it if you want. I'll sure. Give a little bit. So, Jay and I stumbled upon an article, and we both happened to kind of get into it. And apparently, on October 12th, roughly 27,000 miles away from Earth, an asteroid they call 2012 TC4 is going to, as a scientist of the European Space Operation put it as, it's going to be damn close to Earth. 27,000 so, miles. 27, yeah, 27,000 miles, which doesn't sound like that close, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's... It's one-eighth the distance between us and the moon. Yep. It's going to go right under us, from my understanding. Wow. And How big is this thing? The size uh, of a house. It's a hundred, house. 100, 100 feet, feet long. But that yeah. would do some damage. Oh, yeah, that's speed and everything. 30,000 miles per hour. It'd be like a nuke, in a way, probably. Yeah, and NASA's <clears throat> using the opportunity to test their planetary defense, you know, Whoa. all that. So Are they going to cool. try to deflect it? Well, if the, I mean, it's yeah. going to be on call for sure, and they're going to collect a lot of data and how the stuff works, see if they need to make any changes. Hopefully it doesn't even have to get turned on because... What if it's like the Alien Predator movies? Like it starts to inhabit Earth. <laughs> Bacteria <laughs> spread the organisms. Yeah, dude, what if, it's not a, what if it's not an asteroid? What if it's a rocket ship? Yeah. Ooh, like, like headed towards A UFO. Wow. <laughs> I heard we are within 20 years of making contact with a extraterrestrial at some point. How can you determine that? Who says that? There was a... <laughs> it was when I was going through stuff to uh, kind of discuss on here, some... And honestly, the Institute didn't even sound like a real thing, so who knows how real it could be, but... It doesn't sound right. How would you how, mark on that. how would you know we're 20 years out? Then you would definitely know... That there's something that, there's that you're extra. going for. Yeah. He, the way the guy put it was, is he thinks we're going to get some sort of signal within the next 20 years from however many... Oh, like, I mean, that, that, that might be true, but yeah. there's no scientific... Yeah. Anything that no, would be no. able to prove that. No. That's just him saying, probably within the next 20 years. Yeah. Exactly. It should be cool. It would be dope. <laughs> it would be cool. But still, I mean... You can't. We couldn't commute. I mean, all it would really do is, is prove if something else is out there. Because whatever it is, it probably traveled from a long ways away. And to get back into contact, it would take a long time to send a message back. So What do we send? Radio yeah. signals or something? We, oh, we have a constant signal that's going out. And so with every day, our reach, what we say. Our reach gets bigger. I wonder what we're talking about. It's a song. We have a song that plays. Whoa, I didn't know Do that. Do we really? I think it might be Tom Petty. No way. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Petty, rest in peace. Just died, yeah. I think, a few hours ago, I'm pretty sure. Whoa, wait, what? Tom Petty, the I don't know, rock singer, I think. Really? He's he died? Of, yeah, Free Fallen. No way. Yep. Wait, Free Fallen, like... That song. Uh, that's, no, oh, I thought you... I no, I'm sorry. I thought you were implying no, no, that he... Just was... Yeah, that's one of his popular songs. Yeah, no, no, I, I like Tom Petty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was an icon, man. He, How old was he? 66. Wow. Cardiac that's, arrest. Dang. That's crazy. Did you, did you find our song or no? No. That's crazy that we have a song. I never knew that. And what's I wild, uh, there was also something that was, uh, apparently Elon Musk has this plan for going to Mars. It's whatever. But oh. <laughs> there's a funny blooper reel that I put up on YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's all the crashes from SpaceX and just the the rockets that haven't gone right and right. crashed. And they said it's the most expensive blooper reel at $62 million. Wow. 
it's a cheap program. A lot of explosions and stuff. Yeah, on. I guess it's just this compilation of all these. All you type is it's SpaceX blooper reel. That's kind of cool. It. But it's a lot of rocket ships. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. So they have a bunch of different things that they play. One of them is Kiss. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay, NASA. <laughs> uh. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, and I, for some reason, got on the thought process of this uh, recently. Do you guys genuinely, do you guys believe in ghosts? No. No. I do not. Adamantly? No, I don't believe in ghosts. Nope. Me either. <laughs> I don't. But I would say I a lot of people conclusion, do. I genuinely have no belief in ghosts. No, I don't either, but I, th- I think a lot of people do. Yeah, a ton of people do. Tom, a good amount of people do. I, I say, get into I arguments say, all the time about I'd it. I'd say more people than not. One thing that I was thinking to back myself up a little bit, one another, you never see, like, think about how many animals die. You never see, you never hear about animal ghosts or anything like that. And then also, why has no one seen a, a T-Rex ghost, a... Uh, I wouldn't another I dinosaur would, ghost. I wouldn't, other species. I wouldn't say that's my reasoning for not believing in a ghost. But <laughs> that's a unique. Well, why way is to it only humans have a ghost? Come on. Exactly. I mean, everything. Well, maybe there are dog ghosts, but only dogs experience them. What are they? They're not oh. going to tell you that they're there. So it has to be the same species. To they see might go ghost. back and they might go back and haunt the other dogs. You wouldn't know they're there. I don't know. I feel so uncreative for not believing in ghosts, but I just don't. I feel like my... Even if I had an experience where I legit walked through a ghost, I still don't think I'd believe it. <laughs> I just would I would look at what I ate earlier that day. Maybe I got drugged. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cosby? Yeah. <sighs> no, I just think that's an important thing that we needed to collectively come to a decision for our podcast. <laughs> Except for this apartment is haunted. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. in ghosts, but this place is haunted. It absolutely is not haunted. It is, dude. It's the giraffes and wind. Is Funky that? stuff is going on. I haven't heard of it. The hinges are loose on My the doors. My door shakes yeah. all night long like somebody's trying to get in. <laughs> Do you sleep with your window open? All right. Um, no, actually, like the first three weeks of the school year, I didn't. Still shaking like a motherfucker. <sighs> well, that wasn't a ghost. I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. How can you sit here and say you don't believe in ghosts and then say the apartment's on it? <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Yeah, thanks, man. Jeez. <laughs> one, uh, one interesting thing I was reading. Um, actually, really quick, I just want to talk about my Michigan Tech trip. Oh, So this do. past weekend, I drove, me and Andrew, drove eight hours to Michigan Tech. And so that's, it's in uh, Houghton. Mm-hmm. And so it's about an hour and a half past northern in northern, and so we're right on kind of the fin of the Upper Peninsula. That's right. where we're at, and so we went up there. We're visiting Ray, our friend from high, from high school, and it was a blast. Oh, we I, had so much fun. I can't imagine. It was really, it was really, really, really cool, and we went. Uh, Ray, it's crazy. It's just so different. It's an engineering school, so all those kids you can tell are unbelievably smart. Right. And they're all going into biomechanical engineering, this and that, different titles. But it's impressive. But Engineering is complex. And it's just amazing, too, because they only have around 7,000 people that go there. Really? 
It's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. that's really small. Yeah. Because what do we have? Twenty six. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. At least. Yeah, at least. And seven's not a lot, mm. and especially because because it was just so funny walking around with Ray. He knows damn near everybody. He's waving, saying hello to people in that's the cool. library that are always in this area. That it is pretty cool. Um, it was just it was so different, I guess, from from what we do and from what our day to day is like. But but yeah, so the we ended up hiking to Mount Baldy. That was one of our destinations. So it's right along the water of Lake Superior, and it was uh, it was one of the better sites I've seen. And so it was really cool too because it was back in this trail, and technically I believe you're supposed to walk this three-mile trail and then once you get done with that three-mile trail it's another two-mile hike uphill to this Mount Baldy and so Ray ended up getting his Jeep out popping that baby in four-wheel oh, yeah. drive oh, and yeah. we worked our way through this trail the three-mile stretch when technically I think you're supposed to walk it and uh, and so we got to there and then we started hiking for our two-mile trail and we started hearing this one of the strangest noises I've ever heard it was this it was a bark that was it was super <laughs> scary we're just walking in this trail and we hear stuff like that it, and it's loud yeah really loud and so we're walking we're hearing this we're going sounds really close and so we keep hearing it we freeze right when we hear this like, gosh what uh, what could that be and truly it sounds like it's getting closer and closer and closer to us so the way it works is we're standing at kind of a zigzag in the trail. So there's trees and things blocking it, but you can kind of see yeah. to where we're going, but it's through the trees. So we're hearing this get louder and louder and louder. And all of a sudden through the trees, we see movement. I see something moving. And all the worst things go on in my mind. All of us, not a word was said. We take off full sprint back to Ray's car. <laughs> a dead ass sprint as if a bear is literally on our heels. And how far chasing us. How far away are you from the car at this point? About half mile, quarter mile? No, less than that. I'd say an not eighth far, of a mile. Not, not far, far but we were hauling, <laughs> just sprinting. And so we're running, we're running. Andrew <laughs> drops his tripod as we're running and I'm behind and Andrew goes, "Tripod!" <laughs> And so I pick it up, and that's the first time I, I no one's looked back at this point. <laughs> Not even glanced back. I the only thought was getting back to the car. <laughs> so Andrew yells, tripod! I turn around, grab the tripod, and that's the first time I look back and we don't see anything. And we can still kind of hear some yelling. And then there was these people that were actually we drove past and that were coming up. So we kind of waited for them and we said Hey, we, we heard something over there. Uh, we're not sure what it is. It was screeching. It was, and they go, oh, it's it probably the bloodhounds. So it turns out all these people, all these guys were bear hunting. Oh my god! And so they send out four or five bloodhounds to try and sniff out, find these bears, and then they'll either yell or and they'll kind of echolocate these bears, and then that's how they'll hunt them. And oh my gosh, we were so scared. Because <laughs> I'm guessing maybe the hound thought we were a bear or yeah. something like that, walking oh, yeah. up or who knows. It's incredible. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, so that's how we almost died this weekend. The bloodhounds. No, but this is a legit concern up there. There's a lot There's a ton of bears. Animals, just wild animals in general. There's yeah. a lot of everything. Yeah. 
Tell me a little bit about, I don't mean to cut you off from that. Tell me a little bit about the stargazing. Because the picture I saw on Instagram, I think Andrew posted it, mm-hmm. looked insane. Well, what's really cool about Andrew's camera, I guess, in general, is he can do long exposures. And his picture that he showed looked like it was almost midday. Yeah. It was pitch black. I couldn't even, I had a flashlight when he took that picture. I couldn't hardly see anything. And so the way it works, the stars, sadly, which was kind of a bummer, there was almost it was almost a full moon, so it took away from yeah. a ton of illumination from the sky. Dang! And so the stars were sadly not nearly as good as they could have been. And usually they see the Milky Way perfectly and yeah. this and that, but we just for some reason timed it bad. It's kind of a bummer. But nonetheless, I mean, it's better stars than I see ever, really. Yeah. And it looked amazing, but uh, yeah, it was it was so unbelievably beautiful up there, and you're just looking out into these layers of trees, this and that, and. And then we ended up driving as well to the most northern point of Michigan. So it was Copper Harbor is where we went. And it's really cool because it actually is on a point where the tectonic plates collided. So we were actually walking on these raised portions of tectonic plates and walking around and and there's there's like actually weird flies that are around you there that aren't anywhere else and something and uh and then me and andrew ended up stripping to our underwear and jumping in lake superior (laughs) you had to do it cold uh it was it was really cold (laughs) well and ray was saying like yeah that's why some people die when they jump into those because it's so cold and it hits you so fast yeah yeah. Well, it takes the but air right out of you, probably. It, well, it was rough, but... You got to do it. Yeah, some shrinkage, but it's what it's all, <laughs> it's all hey, about. It is what it is. <laughs> shrinkage. It was a great trip, though. I had a blast. And cool. uh, the, hospitali- the hospitality <laughs> Ray gave us was great. He's got cool roommates, cool people he's cool. around, and, and he's got a huge house that's perfect for just having people over and this and that, and... Fun, different games even to play up there. Really? And uh, yeah, there's one game that involves flipping a hammer and smacking a nail down on a on a wood a stump. on a stump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so that's always mm-hmm. fun to play. And, yeah, it's that's just cool. a whole a whole different environment. It's like people talk about a lot. I mean, this is a this is blowing it out of proportion, but I don't know. It just gives you a kind of a new perspective on Michigan and whether that's even the views and the different types of people you meet and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a big place. Large. Forget about it. Yeah, how big it is. UP is almost like a separate entity. It is too, in a way. It's, we're separated by water and a bridge. It's crazy. UP is massive. Yeah, there's so many cool things. A lot there. of trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a good trip, but cool. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to touch on? Uh, I saw a little interesting article, and I don't know if you guys have ever gotten into this argument before, but. I my past knowledge led me to believe that getting kicked in the nuts was worse than giving birth. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Is, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that. I've, okay, like the, like a scientific like yeah, you pain the amount of pain yeah. in your blood or, or in your body. They, yeah, however they figure that out. And I guess they tested it once and for all, Men's Health magazine, and Whoa. turns out that. Getting kicked in the nuts is not even remotely close to actually giving birth. Really? So, yeah. If anybody is trying to use that argument ever again, it's not valid anymore. There's a machine, I saw it on uh, Impractical Jokers, where they strap you, like, they put, like, almost like body monitors, like, on you. And 
then you turn it on there's eight different settings and it's supposed to simulate contractions and giving birth oh, no thank that you that is messed up and so like it stimulates you. your muscles and this guy's just on the ground screaming oh my god oh they did that on practical jokers that was their punishment yeah i can't Holy. imagine <coughs> terrible it was hysterical it's but messed up i hope i never <coughs> they said the the scrotum <coughs> and the testes is just a massive nerve like center and huh. it's connected to your stomach and that's why you feel the stomach ache when you get hit it's connected to all these different parts of your body well, i just feel like giving birth lasts a lot longer than getting hit yeah in the nuts. it's like getting hit in the nuts that's is true. the one initial shot i mean mm. it hurts for a while after obviously half hour to an hour at most maybe you have a stomach ache but and giving then, birth is a long process oh, and you yeah. are on i mean i'm not trying to take away from anything of giving birth but they are on a lot of drugs and different sometimes things. So that's true. That's Sometimes. true. You can choose, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that's it's an intense experience. <laughs> there used to be what, such a some people. Do you guys think you'll be in the uh, operating room while it's having I'll birth? Tr- I'll try. I might pass out, but I'll try. I have no idea, dude. Maybe. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I haven't given that any thought. No, I heard it recently. <laughs> I was I was reading about. This <laughs> is so ridiculous that I was reading about this. It was 10 interesting facts you never knew about Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so shocked. Uh, and it was just all this weird stuff. And his kid, he has a 12-year-old boy, has the exact same hairstyle as him. I've seen and it. And looks exactly. Sounds like just like him. Yeah, yeah. I've it's seen so that. Funny. <laughs> it's so uh, funny. Kid's going to be a little but shit. But one of the interesting facts was he was not there when his kids, any of his kids were born. He wasn't. He might have been in the hospital, but he wasn't in the operating room. And it kind of made me think, I think I would be in the operating room. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never once thought It's weird about that, that someone knows that I like about to Gordon think. Ramsay. But <laughs> Man, Josh, that's pretty personal. It was the article. It wasn't me. I don't know that stuff. But you do know. <laughs> I do know. I don't know. I, hopefully I can handle it, but I might, uh, might lose consciousness a couple times <laughs> just watching it all go down. I mean, you don't have to see it. Yeah, no, I, I'd probably just be there holding her hand or something. Yeah, if, I'm, if, I'm, if my attention I wouldn't is, be looking that way. I'd just be looking yeah. at her. If my attention really isn't focused on it, I'd probably be all right, but... It'd be rough. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I have a weak stomach, and it just would it, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, in terms of accomplishing things, I just want to... I think we're kind of nearing um, somewhat, but a super awesome kind of self-help sort of tip thing I read recently and it regards a Warren Buffett. He's one of the best investors that has ever lived. He's oh, the yeah. most knowledgeable, money, whatever, anything Definitely. Warren Buffett says goes in a way. And so he actually recently had a kind of, I don't know, a sit down, a, a keynote kind of speech type thing where he just talked about what made him successful, different things like that. And one really cool thing he brought up was his two-list strategy and how to maximize your focus and master your your priorities. So he says what you should do is you should sit down and write 25 things that you feel are most important in your life, that you want to accomplish, just the 25 things that are absolutely you want to do, accomplish Mm -hmm. anything. Whether that's in your career, you want to make sure you do anything. Right. 25 things. So you write out this 25 list. Once you have that, you circle five of them. And so a, a lot of people, and the person he was talking about, he had him circle, and he goes, okay, so how are you going to handle this? And he goes, well, I'm going to really focus on those five, and then I'm going to 
let um, as I free up time for other things, I'm gonna let the maybe it's number eight on my list. I'm gonna work on that just a little bit, and it'll be kind of my side projects. Mm-hmm. And he goes, absolutely not. You pick your five things, and that's it. And you put everything you possibly can into those five things. That's that's the only thing you think about is those five things. And he says, I went through my 20s and 30s trying to do a hundred different things. But when I found out that I needed to sit there and focus on five individual things, that was his limit, was five. He said that changed my entire life. Holy cow. Interesting. Yeah. Really cool cool article. And I'm I'm probably going to give it a try soon. And just what what are the five things that are most important to me right now? Well, it's got a lot of magnitude behind that. That's a nice little lesson. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So Warren Buffett is a... He's awesome in every single way. He makes he makes so much money and he takes a hundred thousand dollar salary every year and he lives in like it's Kansas cool. and he eats McDonald's cheeseburgers for like every meal. <laughs> Does he he really? to, yeah, I'm not kidding. That's funny. He drives an old beat up truck, lives in the middle of effing nowhere. Like, dude, he is he's the shit. Mm. But yeah, he's awesome. I like that. I like that a lot. But yeah, I mean that's all that's going on. Is there anything in terms of sports that's happening recently or uh, Major League Baseball playoffs are starting. But okay. Yep. Other than that, not too much in that sense. Just Football's football, going. Yeah. Same BS. Yep. Michigan, Michigan State soon, right? Is that? Am I am I lying yeah. about that? It, no, it's it's coming up. Is that this weekend? I don't know. Wow. We'll look into that, but it's I know it's coming up. That's a big game coming up. Uh, and yeah, it's starting to kind of go turn into fall weather. It's mm-hmm. not too bad. Thank God. Yeah, I'm pretty ready. I'm ready for sweatshirt, snuggle up kind of weather. For sure. That is actually this weekend. Michigan, Michigan State is. Really? Yes, it is. Do you know where does that state? It's uh, it's in Ann Arbor. Oh, Ann Arbor. That's hype. It sure is. (laughs) No, that'll be fun to watch. Definitely. Alrighty. Well, I guess that kind of rounds things up. So, I guess without further ado, we'll see you next Monday. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers, boys. What's good, people? Thanks for listening to episode 33. You can find us on Twitter at BGW Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Bros Gone Wild Podcast. On iTunes, just type in Bros Gone Wild Podcast. And on YouTube, we actually live stream episodes. So subscribe to us, and you can find us by typing in Bros Gone Wild Podcast. So stay in the loop, stay with the bros, and we'll see you for next episode. Cheers. <laughs>